This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We talked last week on the show about an incredible barbecue sauce, which, of course, is being used for fundraising. Jeff uh, Ryman had chased for this. It was absolutely a wonderful discussion that you can uh, check out via the podcast. Uh, simply subscribe using your favorite podcatcher, and uh, you'll you'll really enjoy that. Uh, we, we also brought it up uh, in our Cut for Time segment. Mm. Uh, the reason I bring this up, though, is last week Jeff was away barbecuing a lot, and he brought up the subject with us earlier today about how you can have just too much food when you're away at a cottage, and it just gets to you. And it's so funny and so appropriate to have that happen at the end of the summer, because then you could legitimately say, I'm done with my summer. I'm ready to go back to war. I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine now. Let me, somebody help me out of this lawn chair, would you? It's so true, though. <laughs> It's so true. I, I, I think that that's so accurate, Kels, because when you spend that last week of summer really vacationing it up right into the long weekend, <laughs> you you have no excuse. Like, you're good now. I'm way relaxed, way ready to get back to work. Um, and as Jeffy was saying all over our meetings today, yeah, and start to eat healthy. I'm ready for that, too. I guess the smart thing <laughs> is do the most active ones at the beginning because you've sat around all winter. The spring, sure. you're just dying, dying to get out. Do the active stuff in June, July, in your vacation time, your week off then or whatever. And then August, make that one the sit there or just wait into the water. Wait your 20 minutes after eating your seventh meal of the day or whatever. And just get in there and then roll back out. Stay in the sun and listen to one of Ryan who he suggested audio books and go to town that way. So when work starts in September... Managers are all just so happy. Nice to see you back. I'm happy to be back. Relaxed, yeah. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) folks. uh, uh, Lots of people like to keep busy doing some hands-on stuff. We like to talk at this point in the month about woodworking. So let's welcome in Jeff Thompson for our woodworking segment. Let's talk wood. We're talking practical and safe woodworking. Hi, I'm Jeff Thompson. Welcome to the Woodpile. You know, it's amazing, Jeff, with um, the internet, online, there's so many people connecting, social media, and you find, oh, you're you're interested in that? Or, hey, I'm kind of curious. I have a question out there, folks. How do you do this? And there's just more and more resources and almost fine tailored to the things that you might be into. So today on the program, we're talking about the woodworking for the blind group and a podcasting. On woodworking. Now, I know you guys do so much with blind abilities and, and just are, are out there having those conversations of all kinds, Jeff. Let's first talk a little bit about this particular group, a woodworking for the blind group. What, what's, what's this all about? Hey, Kelly. <clears throat> hey, Ram. Hey. Um, uh, I, that's the first time I called you by a nickname, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. That's... I like it. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a great group, Kelly. It's... um. It was there when I went looking for it, and I found it, and it's woodworkingfortheblind.org. It's a website, and there's a nice. place where you can link up and get these email conversations, like a group that, you know, just comes to you, and you get to listen to other woodworkers doing woodworking. We started by Larry Martin. He's now passed away, but it's just a great group of people. Mm. Well, it sounds 
like it's an absolute <clears throat> resource for anybody and everybody. And, you know, we've had conversations with you about such uh, things as, you know, how do we get started? Like, how did you get started, Jeff? And all of these things. So this is a great resource to point to and say, hey, join these people. What kinds of <clears throat> conversations and projects are shared within the group? Oh, there's anything and everything. There's over 10,000 different topics on there. They've been going since, I believe, 2008. And it started out with uh, Larry recording. He cited. Now, he was recording articles so the blind could read the magazines, the fine woodworking magazines and all that stuff. And he was making them available. So it started like that. And then people started writing articles and stuff. And you can find those on that website. But the big thing is the listserv and... You literally have people climbing out of the woodwork to answer these questions. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's just like like anybody that's working on something, you come to that that you know, that YouTube moment or ask a smart device or something. Well, we got this listserv that we just say like, hey woodworker. We don't actually say that, but we get on the listserv, ask our question, and three or four threads later, you know, they're they're bouncing it around and you come up with some solutions to try. It's just a helpful place to go when you can't find too many other blind woodworkers around. You know, I think one of the things, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, about something like this before we move on. It, it's really, really cool because you have people from different experiences, different likes and dislikes so whatever you might be working on or a project you might be trying somebody else out there has done it you've had people who have seen before have vision have had to come up with ways to do something as they lost their vision and people have been totally blind all their their life who will be able to help those people to say well no try this use your hand this way oh don't get your fit you know whatever it might be there's someone coming from whatever discipline and whatever life experience in in the in the woodworking field Exactly. And what a better resource than someone that's already done it. You know, I say ask questions. Anytime you come across a thing, don't don't try it and fail six times. Just ask questions to see what other other people have done. They also get together once a year. Well, the pandemic has thrown a wrench into that, like everything else in the world. But they get together and they like 12, 14, 15 of them. I think there's 137 members, but wow. 50, say 15 of them get together and they all stay like in a hotel nearby and they have a wood shop that they go to and they show some techniques, go over some stuff. And it's just a good time to meet up with these people that you've been conversing with. What a cool conference you could run like yeah. that. You know, where people do different demos of things they're doing, applying this or, or creating that. Wow, could you ever have, have fun and then have mm-hmm. a nice picnic at a lumberyard? <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, Jeff, is there a good mix of people who are, uh, you know, blind or low vision um, and people who are able-bodied sighted who can kind of have conversations with each other? Like, as you said, the, the, just the foundation of the group started off as um, kind of volunteer work, right? Yeah, someone just felt the need to it. I don't know Larry's t- total story about how he got started on it, but he, he started doing it. And most for the most part, everyone's either low vision or blind on there. And so the questions you ask have probably been done before. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're a beginner and you want to know where to start, they never step too high on a pedestal they they're always come right down right right down to the sawdust on the floor with you nice and um you know just 
start from the beginning. Start from the, like we did when we first started this. What does a beginner want to use? What does right. someone that's just interested want to? And that's got to be the most exciting to the newbies that come on because you can take them under your wing and and you start. I'm sure seeing questions on the list and oh man, I remember <clears> when I was there. Here, let me help you out. Exactly. And that's it, you know, and that's when you're teaching like that, that's when you probably learn the most. <laughs> oh, and man, I think yeah. you've said the exact same thing uh, in past segments for you, right? Like as you're learning, you're teaching and vice versa. So for you, do you have like a role in this group right now and, and or, you know, your own personal takes from it? I listen a lot and something just came up the other day when I was listening to a router bit has a screw if it has a roller on the bottom so it follows the wood and cuts the edge off it so you can just follow right along with it that screw came out on someone and they spent half a day searching for it on the floor diving on the and so i had to go over to my sisters and put some tongue and groove together so i grabbed my little pony router it's a handheld one and it had a bearing on the bottom i stopped and i went over to my toolbox pulled out the little allen screw wrench and snugged it up just to make sure just because I didn't want that to happen. No. So, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's the listserv is not that busy. Mm -hmm. I call it a listserv, but the group list is not that busy and it's easy to digest. It's just something that you can take in. You can contribute if you want to, you can take away from it and it's there for everybody. And every once in a while, there's a question that comes up that, Hey, I got that. An answer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think on listservs, that's one of the biggest things that people get concerned being a part of and signing up for because, well, I don't want it to overflow my mailbox. Wrong, yeah. sorry. No, but at the same time, Kels, because I totally agree. You know, the first thing you think is, well, how much, how many pings don't am I going to get a day, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, if you spend half a day trying to find a screw or a nail that just because, you know, you're blind and living alone, that that's why you're having this issue um, and, and your passion is still there, but it's exhausting. Exhausting. The probably the most comforting thing is to go into a group like this where everybody else can understand. You know, as you tell yeah. the story, Jeff, I'm going. Oh yeah, you know, I did that like last week, not with this group, but you know what I mean. How did so, he find it? Did he? Did he? Was there any follow up? Did he have to go around crawling out with a magnet and put reaching out? Like what, what did he? What did he do? Or the person I don't know. Didn't say he, he, didn't, didn't he didn't come back onto the list until he <laughs> said it. And everybody else says, I've been there. And some yeah. people said, only, it only took you half a day. Exactly. <laughs> Man, you're all right. How many um, abandoned projects because you've lost your piece? Anything else off the website itself you want to tell us before we move on? It's just a great resource. You can go in there and hunt around. And it's not busy and it's easy to navigate. There's a search. You can drop in searches and all that um, there's articles if you just want to read some stuff. It's There's a lot of stuff there. Awesome. So, Jeff, what other places are you finding out about for woodworking uh, support resources and, you know, just the collaboration with other people like yourselves? Well, I think unless you frequent a lumber shop, and I just found one right down the road from me. It's been there for years, and but I never went back in this one section. Um, lumber shops that they have, uh, I, I wouldn't call them exotic woods, but... If they do have that, that opens up the window for a lot of conversations when you get to talk to the guys there. Um, but podcasts, there's three podcasts that I follow, and Shop Top Live is one of them, Fine Woodworking. It's just conversations about the wood. You know, it, it, you're not going to get audio description in a sense, but it's a podcast that lends to good descriptions because there's no video going along with it. And they talk about... Uh, projects that they're doing or tools that have come out. Um, 
there's the Woodshop Life podcast, and they do about the same thing, but it's conversations between woodworkers. And, you know, I think some of the things is like everybody wants to get a new tool or something. Yes. So you can dive into these and see what the title is and go look at the show notes and listen while you're out there doing something um, and have it as background music. And then there's Shannon's um, Lumber Industry Network, um, that podcast. He he kind of looks at the industry as a whole, and you know during this pandemic when the prices went skyrocketed, like tripled the price of everything and everything, he kind of covers little stories like that all across the nation. Why your prices are, or what woods are really good? Mm-hmm. He's got a great depth of knowledge on stuff, so he might break off into some Spanish mahogany that you might want to line something for your cigars or something, you know. See, that's what I think would be fantastic to know about would and be big question, especially if someone's never even on your list, sir, if they're not worked with a, a certain kind of wood and what are the pitfalls, what are the benefits, what what should or shouldn't do. I think that's neat. But are there, have you heard of a lot of, and I hesitate because I'm not going to suggest for a moment, oh, woodworking, it's so much of a solitary kind of hobby. But do you find that something like this, there seems to be more of that conversation than, than gang getting together on a Saturday afternoon, which is vital working on wood time, um, you know, for coffee, you know, monthly or something like that? Have you ran into any groups like that, whether you would or wouldn't, you know, want, feel comfortable to go and sit there around with them and chat? Is is that something pretty prominent that you're seeing or mainly or, or really not seeing? I haven't seen groups gathering like that type of chat, but... On this list, if if it gets like seven or nine threads deep, it's probably solved or something like that. But every once in a while, they do open up and have conversations that are more open. And it almost feels like go get your coffee and get on the list and see what questions you haven't, you know, dove into or if you want to learn about and stuff like that. But locally around here, I don't know too many woodworkers that can locally meet up and stuff. So Mm -hmm. this is the next best thing. And then... I, I used to teach out at um, San Francisco Lighthouse up in Veter Mountain, and they held it twice there. They held the big meeting there, so I got to attend those two times and actually teach at one of them. Um, I had to leave early for the second one, but it was just a great experience because here's here's Bob, here's George, or here's Janine. You know, these people show up, and it's like, wow. It's them. (laughs) Yeah, as an amateur radio operator, I know when I was very active, those conventions and conferences and gatherings, and and granted, they were for everyone, but there were so many white caners out there using it, as as they use the term, um, the hobby. It was so wonderful. So I I liken it to that, or when you hear of the guide dog schools getting together um, Mm -hmm. and having their conferences, and somebody comes from one of the schools to to teach something, to show something, to share, I, I liken it to something like that. Well, yeah, and th- there's no organization divisions or anything like that. It's just people right. who just like interested woodworking. People. Yeah. And, yeah, and you don't want it to feel segregated, if you will, right? Like because you're a blind woodworker, um, it doesn't mean that you don't want to feel welcomed at able-bodied conferences or, like you said, these podcasts that you're listening to where it's not necessarily catered to the, the blind community or blind wood, woodworking particularly, but um, you still want to feel like you can take away information and you can still get excited about it listening to other mm-hmm. people talk. Well, this one gal showed up and she raises bees. 
Um, which to me is like, why? <laughs> I, I understand why people do it, but it's like, just gives me the, ooh, you know, like, and she wanted to make a case out of cedar that she could, she, she wanted something natural. So it made a case out of that she has to carry her, there's a torch that they smoke things out with and there's tools that she brings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn while we're working, I got to learn about, you know, nine cases high, you know, the trays that they put in. Oh, just interesting people. A lot yeah. of good people. And it uh, helps your, the wheels turn as well for you. You know, you're thinking, oh, how's she going to do that? Or how would I do it? Right? That kind of thing mm-hmm. where you're almost contributing to the conversation also. Yeah. You're pulling that memory bubble, that thought bubble out of the sky and trying to put it down on, on the paper in a sense. Yeah. Tactile, paper. Well, Tactile mm-hmm. paper. Yes, of course. That's awesome. I mean, this is, these are really great uh, opportunities, Jeff. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. Thank you, guys. Jeff Thompson joins us uh, once a month on the program, ladies and gentlemen. And he was talking to us about the Woodworking for the Blind group uh, and podcasts on woodworking that people can indulge in, listen, and and get a lot out of by the sounds of it, including the listserv over there off of the website. Mm -hmm. We talk woodworking on the first Tuesday of the month with uh, Jeff Thompson. Next month, he wants to get into the subject of affordable wood flooring and installation of that. So really cool talk today. Really informative, Ramya, and uh, really wonderful that he's had the experience of being there to to sit down with the group and also to uh, lend his talents in teaching. We are going to take a quick break, and when we return, Paul Daniel will join us. He'll let us know what's coming up on Now with Dave Brown over there on AMI-tv. That conversation with him and more, and we'll preview our show up after this. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.